Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Greetings, and today I would like you to join me in prayer so that we together can hear from the Lord. Gracious Heavenly Father, I join hands and hearts with each person listening, and may that person for whom this discussion, this conversation is intended, be touched by your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to welcome you to the month of November, the month of my birth, and during this month, by the grace of God, I will reach my 92nd year on planet Earth. Yes, I know I am nearing the end of life's little day. I'm grateful to the Lord for the privilege, and I do mean privilege, which I don't deserve, to be in his service by his grace. I'm reminded that this is, from all human estimates, over time for me. Some listeners have heard me say that God has granted me time to fulfill my early commitments after I admittedly experienced periods of abject spiritual failure as a servant of God. I'm repeating this confession because God wants me to be honest and because there are people listening who, like I had been, are out of circulation, either because you have not sincerely confessed and forsaken the sins of your life, or it may be that you have confessed, but you don't believe God can pick up the pieces. I'm not proud, not at all. I'm not proud to repeat this painful personal experience, but I'm bound to tell you that God still uses broken things. I know I'm living in it. Recently I heard a song that was written by Gene Reasoner back in 1986, I think it is, which he speaks of a situation into which I can easily fit. I want to share it with you. Empty and broken, I came back to him. A vessel unworthy, so scarred with sin. But he didn't despair. He started over again. And I blessed the day he didn't throw away the clay. Over and over he mows, and he makes me into his likeness. He fashions the clay. A vessel of honor I am today, all because Jesus didn't throw away the clay. He is the potter, I am the clay, and molded in his image, he wants me to stay. In addition to that song, I want to tell you that our great and holy God tells us in his word that he forgives and he restores. 
We all know the verse in 1 John chapter 9, chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. But is it possible that you believe that, but still don't believe he will ever use you again? May I tell you of God's direct dealing with me? A number of years ago, after I had concluded, and correctly, that I had been at the place, I had reached a place which the Apostle Paul prayed and worked hard to avoid. Uh, let me explain what I mean. Likening the Christian life to a race, the Apostle Paul wrote the following to the believers in Corinth. And I quote, Do you know that in a race, do you not know rather, that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Therefore I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and I make it a slave. So after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for a prize. That quotation is from 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I even prefer the King James translation of the last part, which uses the words, become a castaway. That is where I found myself, a place where Paul hated to have reached. Perhaps you think you're there. Perhaps you fear you're heading in that direction, in its dark and its ugly, and its cold and its bitterness, calculating. It demands everything and doesn't give anything. Whatever you think you are, God is still after you. Yes, he can and he will take you back from the place of uselessness. Paul feared it. I experienced it. And I urge you to do business with God today and don't let the devil rob you of the rest of your years or time here on earth. God will restart your spiritual engine. He'll put you back into the race. As I said, I having reached that place and having suffered the pain of having failed in all the extremes that you imagine, I heard the voice of our heavenly coach, our good shepherd, saying, as he did to the backslidden Israel, I will restore to you the years the locusts have taken, the caterpillar and the cankerworm, my great army which I sent among you. That promise was to Israel through the prophet Joel, acknowledging that God had allowed the pain and the suffering that the nation was experiencing. He had allowed it because God hates sin and he does cause his children to be punished, to suffer the pain, and the marks remain, but God wants to put you back into circulation. Let me be sure to share with you the hope that a backslidden Christian can be restored, can be re reignited, can be re-infused with the power of God the Holy Spirit. Maybe you are a pastor or an elder or a Sunday school teacher, whatever your ministry had been, and now you are out of work, out of fellowship with the Lord. Or it may be that you're still engaged in living 
on the borderline. You're going through the motions. You seem to be okay, but deep in your gut, there is dissatisfaction, there's deception, there's failure. Mediocrity is what you are settled for. Please listen to a part of my story. I begin by telling you that I came to know Christ as my Savior decades and decades ago as a boy of 15. In the time between then and now, I have memories of many wonderful times of fellowship with our Lord and Master. I have memories of living in the sunshine of His grace, times of divine revival in my soul. I remember times of mountaintop experiences and warm spiritual fellowship. Oh, how I treasure those memories. But, but, listen, do listen to me. There came a time and times of which I am downright ashamed. There are times when the glory of his presence was totally obscured or eclipsed by the glaring lights of a sin and utter failure. The enemy took advantage of my failure to give Christ first place in each area of my life, and he took me down a dark and painful path. There were times when I failed to die daily to the world and the flesh and the devil. Time and time again I would confess and ask the Lord's forgiveness, and based on his words, I received his gracious forgiveness and his restoration. But now hear this. In retrospect, I realized that I was truly sorry for my sin, sorry for my failure, but one key element of genuine repentance was missing. Repentance requires a complete turnaround, turning in the opposite direction, and running essentially from where you were and where you failed, and that's where the devil still wants you to hang on to the borderline of your Christian commitment and onto the edge of the temptations that got you. What I'm sharing is part of the journey that took me far from Paul's great call to the Romans in chapter 12, verse 1. He says, I beseech you, brothers and sisters, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That call of Paul, that call of the Holy Spirit, embodies the very heart of our true Christian experience. As I share with you this account of God's dealings with me after the corrosion of sin and the disgrace it had brought to his name, after the devil had done his, de his deadly work, I share with you this account, but God may use it to challenge you. I hope you're hearing me clearly, because the reason I'm sharing it is that far from flattering account of God's wonderful grace, you can benefit. There came a day, a special day in my Christian life a few years ago. It was a morning, as I was on my knees in prayer and got the conviction of the Holy Spirit was upon me. It seemed as though God was putting an inventory of my life on a big screen, and I was seeing two aspects of my life. One was my life as God intended it, and the other was my life 
as it showed on the screen. Almost like the story of Dorian Gray, I saw the decay, the failure, the desperate defeat. And then God said, Are you willing? Are you listening? Are you ready? I am ready to restore you. And he brought to my attention the verse that, he, that Joel wrote to the children of Israel. I will restore to you the years the canker worm of Eden, the caterpillar, my great servant. God does allow these things in your life because you failed him and you stepped aside, but he wants you back. Just like the shepherd who went after the sheep that was gone astray. He wants to draw you back. He wants to restore you. He has done it for me. He'll do it for you. He has not thrown away the clay. Will you come back home today? Will you say in the words of our closing song, I've wandered far away from God. Now I'm coming home. Coming home. Never more to roam the paths of sin. Too long I've trod, Lord. Lord, I'm coming home. My friend, the God who's restored me by his grace he is ready to take you if you'll come. The prodigal son didn't even have to reach the father's home. The father came to meet him along the road. God wants to meet you right where you are right now. God bless you in this wonderful moment of restoration. For Jesus' sake, amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.